Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Summer is in full bloom. I know. I've got a good list of books. Me too. I've got some fun ones to talk about. And I just love the idea of reading in summer. There's something that inspires reading when the pace kind of slows down. Not that mine has slowed down a whole lot, but just a little bit different with our schedule. Mm -hmm. Completely. I I just feel more relaxed and enjoyable reading. What is that? That didn't make sense. I am enjoying my reading. And it turns to a different type of reading for me. Like all of a sudden I was like, give me all the beach reads. Yeah. Yes. I love these kinds of books. And they're dumb. Like I'm going to talk (laughs) about dumb books today that were super enjoyable because they were no thought. Yes. Give me all the stupid well, and they're perfect for summer. Beach reads. Yeah. And I'm like, not going to say stupid, just It's just silly, easy reading. Easy reads. Mm-hmm. They're not, I don't have five stars this Uncomplicated. Week. Yes. But enjoyable. Yes. And I want to read a book that makes me feel like I'm in a summery place. Yes. Or like yeah. on a vacation because it's yeah. summertime. And I was just on a vacation. And so I really just picked beach reads like I love it give me the unbelievable story the <laughs> meet cutes seriously yeah the I run at it. the airport at the end to find <laughs> the love of your life that's the where best, I've been best kind of like books. no reality because I'm on vacation yes. do not bring me reality I had a few books come available that I've been waiting for for a really long time and I'll talk about those next week but they were more, um, a little more serious, serious, real, yeah, eh. nonfiction. Oh, okay. You know, like give me some science, give me some history. Okay. No, that wasn't for vacation. No, I'll read those next week. I'm home now. There you go. I like that. But good plan. Yeah. So it's what's on your shelf this week, Sarah. But well, you can't do that yet. Oh, yeah. I am very interested to hear a fun fact. All right. My fun fact. She as so as this book has come out. Remember when I said at the beginning, there's not a lot online about her. Yes, there is more and more. Every time I go back to look for more fun facts, I'm finding more and more as she's done interviews. As That's the cool. book has come out, like her name has exploded and there's definitely more links. Um, so her she's always been interested in writing. She had graduated. Um, she studied English literature at the University of California, Santa Cruz. So she grew up in Southern California, which is where the book is based. She based it off of um, what she knew from childhood. Um, but after graduation, she worked as an editor for a scientific publisher, where she met the scientist who would later fact check her novel. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So um, fact checking the chemistry, which was the hardest part for her, because like I said last week, she had no background in chemistry. Um, But she had brief, briefly written about manuals for um, computer manuals. She has a background in tech. Like she wrote the manual? The manual. Oh, my goodness. For computers, writing computer manuals. That's crazy. Um, But she then discovered she hated it. Well, yes, I can see how and that her would be. Boss, this, I love this so much. Her boss pointed out her manuals had a really sarcastic tone. <laughs> <laughs> and that she's like, I was laughing. Like, 
yep, I'm out of here. Like, I realize my hatred for this job is coming out in the tone of my computer (laughs) manuals. They probably shouldn't be sarcastic. So so she moved from there and was a copywriter um, specializing in technology and medicine. How cool. Yeah, so... Very cool. She she's always been a writer, but now a novelist, and she is very proud that she is a novelist at her age of sixty four now, a first time novelist. As she should be at a time when everything is younger, and we're going for the you know like the new authors, the young new people out there. She is very proud to be the author that has who was writing from a perspective of experience and she is very proud of that so there's my i'm excited i like really am looking forward to this book next week can't wait okay very good there's the fun fact well jamie yeah what's on your shelf today what's on my shelf so like i said some good beach reads um nothing that's a five star (laughs) <laughs> but I'm going to start with... Still good books, I hope. But good books, yeah. Like, this is not anything you're going to choose for your book club, unless your book club is a beach read book club. Mine right. is a little more... I wouldn't bring these to my book club. Um, but enjoyable nonetheless. What we read in between the book club picks. So Love it. I'm going to start with It Ends With Us, which is by Colleen Hoover. I see her name all over the place, but had actually never read one of her books. Okay, I've read a few of her books, but I don't know if I've read this one. Now I want to go see. This is my first by her. You read Verity. Yes. Because I put it down as want to read, and I remember you talking about that one. I've read a couple of hers. Um... But not It Ends With Us. I've read Ugly Love, November 9, Verity. Oh, so you've read quite a few of hers. Mm-hmm. I see her on lists all the time. All and perfects. I never picked one up. And I thought, this one was on a list. It had, it had good reviews. It's got 4.42 stars. Um, and With I over a million ratings. Let's yes, just... People love her. Yes, they do. They love her. And... I read this and almost stopped reading it a couple times. Okay. However, like an hour in, I'm like, I can't do this. I just, (laughs) I can't. But I kept going. Something kept me going. And then there was another point where I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. And then I kept going. And I'm so glad I did. Really? So listeners, if you pick this up and you're like, nope, not my cup of tea, finish it. Okay. Just keep going. Because it's nothing like, it's not a five star. Some people, it gets lots. I mean, obviously, it's got high ratings. Um, I think it, for me, the topic on this one. So it's um, the character, it kind of, her name's Lily, and she kind of starts out talking about her childhood, which is not great. She, the topic of this book, the underlying topic, I'd say, is domestic violence. And I think I oh. love the way it's talked about in this book. Not that I love domestic violence, but that we're talking about it. Sure. And she grew up as a child of parents. She witnessed her father um, violently treating her mother. Okay. And yet she loved her father. 
She has great memories of her father, but yet at the same time, this is not okay how he's treating my mom or his wife. This is not a healthy relationship. And so she's traumatized by that. Her mom obviously is traumatized by it. And she never quite understood why her mom stayed, why her mom took it. And so, and it, She has kind of this relationship with uh, her first, like, boyfriend, her first love in high school that is weird. I'll just say I was like, okay, this is too much for me. No, this is just too unbelievable. And yet, I love it where it ended up at the end. So, she grows up, she starts, she moves out of her town. She wants a new fresh start. She starts her own business and she meets this guy who um, is a neurosurgeon. He's really good looking and she just can't get him out of her mind. And she, um, but yet he is determined to never be in a relationship. He doesn't ever want a relationship. He is, He's just like, I am your one. I am only into one night stands. I will never go further from that. Are you interested? And she's like, absolutely not. That is not what I am into. And so, but yet their paths keep crossing anyway. And it goes from there. Um, but as she grows up and she is in this relationship, she starts to see more of where her mom stayed and why. Okay. And I I don't want to give anything away, but I think it's like we all, as we grow up, we start seeing, um, instead of from a child perspective, from an adult perspective, what we couldn't understand or couldn't fathom from our immature brains and from a traumatized brain, the reality of life and things start to be like, oh, when I look at things from adult, not that staying is ever a good thing, you should not stay, but it starts to make sense to her what her mom's options or not options were and why she stayed. And yet I think this is a really good message on domestic violence. Um, And it even at the end, she talks about herself as an author, her own childhood and her own experience with domestic violence. This is very much based off of her father and her mother. And she has, yes, personal experience. And then she talks about um, resources. If you're experiencing, experiencing domestic violence, there are resources out there and she lists resources. So I think it's so important and this is a very interesting, very good. I fell in love with the characters. I really did love them. For a book that I almost quit so many times, I can't believe how invested in these characters I became. Okay. They really grew on me. And I love choices that were made and choices. I hated choices that were made. And then I love choices that were made. And it it really took you through a lot of different things and and where where she she ends up i i ended up loving it i gave it cool. 3 stars because i was off to a rocky start with it sure i and almost quit it so many times but i loved the message okay so, colleen hoover it ends with us 
And I actually noticed this is a number one. And I'm wondering if the number two, I noticed another book of hers is called It Begins With Us. And I wonder if it's... The next one. The next one, if it's going to give the backstory of her parents a little more. I don't know. I I just mm. noticed that, but haven't researched anything it's on it. It's not out yet. So, oh, because it's not out yet. It I'm begins looking, with us. but it's not listed on her books. Maybe I'm making it things up. It starts with us. It starts with us. It comes out in October of this year. Okay, so I'm interested to see how that's related to this one. If, yeah. If we're going to... See if it's it starting. Does say it ends with us, number two. Okay, I'm wondering if it starts with us as the story of her parents before she was born, or if it continues on with where she ended at the end of this book. It'll be interesting to see. I'll definitely read that. So for one that I started out wanting to quit a couple times, I'm gonna. I can't wait to read number two. Yeah, it says before it ends with us. It started with Atlas. Colleen Hoover tells fan favorite Atlas's side of the story and ah. shares what comes next in this life or in this long anticipated sequel. I did love Atlas. I loved the character okay. Atlas. I'm looking. I'm not doing it. Glad. Yeah, it was really. I really ended up loving it. That's awesome. I love finding and a book Atlas like that. Atlas was a good guy. Yeah. Awesome. Crazy how a book can do that to you. I know. <sighs> how fun. It was a good one. Okay. Um, the first book I'm going to talk about today is The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks. Have not heard of this <laughs> at it, all. Oh, it says Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinan. Looks like they've written a number of books together. They wrote The Wife Between Us, which I've also read, and I've, I just I didn't even realize it was the same author. I've read that one too. I didn't know it was a co-author either. Um They've read quite, or they've written like a few together. You I'm always interested when you've got co-authors, how they yes, do it. I know. Anyway. And there's an anonymous girl. You weren't alone. Anyway, very cool. I just, I'm glad I checked that out. Um, this book, just to give a little bit of background, is about um, a couple, a married couple that have been together for quite a while, like I don't know, 12 or more years, 12 or so years. Um, and they're having a hard, they're going through a rough patch. So the wife decides that she is going to elicit the help of a therapist who is no longer licensed. This therapist kind of went off the rails. I don't even know if you could say it like that. She did not follow best practicing things in her practice. In her practice, okay. She, she started doing things that were not approved by, you know, the national therapy, whatever, and she lost her license. Okay. She did it in an effort to help her client. She looked at her, she was sitting there and she'd listen to her clients and these patients come in and talk about all their problems and she could see that if she could just help them see from a different point of view, like how bad these situations are. They would change their situations for okay. the better for themselves and be able to get out. For example, she has a patient, this is at the very beginning, who is in, he is in an emotionally abusive relationship. Her, His wife is very mean to him, calls him all the names in the books, just berates him constantly and want, is 
always just controlling of him and it's very negative and he knows it, but he loves her and he, she, he knows they're not perfect and she's not perfect, but he loves her and he, he's married to her and she, he doesn't want a divorce and whatever. So he's just trying to figure out how co- he goes to therapy in hopes that he can just learn how to deal and cope and whatever. And she's like, this isn't right. So she hides in a closet gets, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. She's hiding in the closet. He instigates a fight. Okay. And therapist records the fight. This is so weird. I How know. weird would that be? Yes. Yeah, so she's in the closet okay. recording. I can see why she lost her license. Yes. However. And says all the records the wife saying all the horrific mean things mm-hmm. that she always does that he's been coming seeking help for. She did this because she thought if I could, if I could make this recording and like combine all the mean things that she says to him and when he's starting to be like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's not that bad. Uh-huh. I can play it for him and be like, do you think it's not that bad? And he, she can, he can be reminded of how awful she is. But does she need to be in the closet? Could he just record these re- things and give to her? That is a fair. That's a little weird. Yeah, so that's how but she okay. does it. Okay. okay. So she loses her license, but she finds this liberating. Okay. Now. This is very helpful to her clients. Yes, because okay. it did. It yeah. allowed him. To be like. To make the to remove himself from her and he got a divorce and she does a lot of things to try to get him to come back Mm -hmm. that are also not healthy and not good a very controlling person who is grasping at straws okay okay so it did help her client and she finds it liberating she forms after this situation she forms a 10-step process for her clients so she can help you with any what what thing are you going through i can fix in 10 sessions okay and they all have a name and it is fascinating it's very interesting because i myself have a therapist that i see regularly and i listen to her talk yeah and i listen to her talk about like what they do in therapy and and the goal of therapy and how they help people when it's regulated and then how she goes about doing it her way and it Uh is super interesting so i love that side of it right to see like maybe the backside of yeah What's going through the therapist's mind when we're sitting on the couch talking? Yeah. Okay. And that's when enter, you know, this couple who she, the wife hires her and comes in because she has had an affair and she's sick about it. And she knows she needs to tell her husband, but she feels like she can't tell him alone. So she wants uh-huh. them to come in together and she will tell him in therapy with her there that can help so mediate yes. this conversation. And she's read articles about her and the way that she works and feels like she might be the only person who can help save their marriage after this mistake that she's made. Okay. So she, she meets them and they really do by all accounts seem like the perfect couple. They have a little boy. Everything is wonderful. It's very idyllic. They have a lot of money. She owns a business. He's very successful in his career. And anyway, that's when chaos ensues. Okay. As the therapist starts to take them through the process, through her 10-step process, lots of, you know, new secrets come out. Lots of things are happening that are, it's more than just an affair. There's a lot of intricate things within their lives that are, chaotic and contributing to their bad marriage, maybe Mm -hmm. their struggles. I would say it takes you all over the place. It's definitely a big, well, 
what's going to happen, who did what, when, where. Anyway, it was super fun. It was great. I gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I, If you like thrillers, this is a great one. I love a good thriller. I know. And especially like if you're at all interested in like the therapy aspect, I love that side of it. Yeah. And the idea of like, oh, maybe there's a different way to do therapy. Anyway, it's kind of fun. Yeah. That I sounds fun. It. I yeah. put it on my to read list. It sounds right up my yeah, genre. It's called The Golden Couple by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Okay. Sweet. Um, I just wanted for my next book, I, which I'm just going to mention. Okay. I'm not going to go into it because you just read it and talked about it. I read The Hacienda. Okay. And I gave it two stars. You didn't love it. I was it. not a fan. It's weird. I do feel like, um, I just want to mention my lack of Spanish. Sure. Because they do throw terms in. Mm-hmm. Made it very confusing for me to know what was going on. They do jump in and out I of Spanish. I need to know more Spanish. I'm ignorant there. And like like names for people yeah. or like like it's not just mom or Mrs. or whatever. Yeah. It's like it has its own terms. What confused me was Doña, I guess in Spanish, is referred to as calling someone like ma'am or madam or mm-hmm. before your name, like a Mrs. I don't exactly know how it's used. But I had a friend growing up whose name was Doña. So when I heard it in this book, I thought it was a char- was the character's name. Yes. And then multiple people were being referred to as Donia, and I got extremely confused, and it took me a while to figure out, oh. Yeah. So my background of Donia was just completely different, different and I didn't know that. And my sister-in-law um, speaks a little bit of Spanish, and I was like, tell me Donia. And she was like, like saying madam or ma'am or something along those lines. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. So my ignorance in the language <laughs> Maybe really contributed. helped contributed to me not following and very that's well. that's okay. Yeah. I, it, I didn't love it either. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. I gave it three yeah. stars. And I gave it two. So I just wanted to let, let you all know that's where I stand on that one. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my next book uh, that I'm going to talk about is One Night on the Island. Ooh. By Josie Silver. Now, I've read some other Josie Silver, and it's a beach read. It is, you know, just easygoing. I actually think the other book I read by her, the other ones I've liked more. Oh. So, one day in December, I gave it four stars. Okay. The Two Lives of Lydia Bird, four stars. Oh. Um, This one, One Night on the Island, I gave one star. I mean, no, three stars. (laughs) I gave one less star. I gave it three stars. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, just a good, easy, easy, mm-hmm. easy read. So, um, One Night on the Island is the story of this girl who her job is she's a columnist. Her name's Cleo. She's a columnist and she's referred to as um, her column is called something like Finding My Flamingo, which flamingos mate for life. And so she's her column is dating in the city and finding and she writes about her dating experiences and finding her one yeah well she's had this job for a while it's not she's not finding her one and her column is just going on as this but it's never getting to her flamingo none of them ever (laughs) pan out to longer relationships or whatnot yeah and um so her boss is like okay this is what i want you to do this is our new idea she's getting ready to turn 30 she's been in this column for a long time her boss sends her to this island that's pretty remote it's like salvation 
Salvation Island. It's it's not really called that. Like the locals don't refer to it as that. But and she's going to couple herself. She's going to marry herself. Oh, that she doesn't need to find anyone else. She needs to dedicate herself to herself. And she's going to have this wedding there of marrying herself. I mean, not really, but this is the idea of this trip. Symbolically. Symbolically, exactly. (laughs) She's making vows to herself. She's doing this whole thing, which is really fun. Like, she's a great writer. And the way that um, she writes about her vows to herself, I love. Like, she really words everything very well. Yeah. As a columnist in the book, it's written well. Okay. I would say. Um, but she ends up liking your meat cue, and she talks about that as the columnist. There's always the meat cue and all of that. But um, when she gets to this island, it's really cold. It's not like a tropical island where you're in a bikini. It's freezing, cold oh. island, secluded. Not a lot of people go there. This is not a touristy island, by all means. Like when she shows up, all the islanders know she is there because she's the only people stranger. just don't come and visit. Yeah, but there, um, she's staying at uh, her accommodations or this house on the island. What that made her choose this place? Her, her boss oh, chose it. She didn't choose it. Her boss is like, the name goes great, Salvation Island. Like, you know, this is just, this is where you need to go do this. Sends her there, <laughs> sets up her accommodations. And when she gets there, there has been like a miscommunication and she shows up and there's this other guy who is the long distant cousin of the owner of the home. And he's there to stay as well as her. And... Um, they end up having to stay in this house together because there are no other accommodations on the island. Okay. And so they end up despising each other at first and he's got his reasons for being there. He's, and she's, you know, and she's there for this purpose and they draw a chalk line down the center of the room and he's gonna, she's really irritated because she really just needs to focus on her writing and not be disturbed and, He's that he's a photographer and he's there to um, to pick to capture his he's heard stories from his family about this island. This is where his mom is from and his grandparents. And so it's kind of like his genealogy. Yeah. And he wants to capture it through pictures as this photographer. So he's there to do that anyway. So it's just the story of their journey and how it works with them together and how it doesn't work and what they both end up going back to do and it's it's cute how fun. three stars just a cute i like it three star classic night on the summer read yes absolutely i love so, it josie silver one night on the island okay the next book i'm going to talk about is house on the harbor by elizabeth bromke i don't know um, this one either this is the first in a series. I don't know how many are in it, but she has written a lot of books, in case you're wondering. It's the first for me. So I have not um, ever read any of her books before, but as I'm looking at her author profile, I am scrolling and scrolling and yeah. scrolling. Oh my gosh. Lots and lots and lots of books. So way to go, um, Elizabeth. Um, this story is a lot similar, like it's very similar to the books you've mentioned. 
Um, this is the story of four sisters whose mother just passed away. And they're adult grown women. And the three sisters were quite close. The three older sisters are quite close in age. And then there's quite a gap. And they have a younger baby sister. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just how they all come together to bury their mother and to read the will and to kind of like clean up her estate. And all of the sisters are very different and they're in different places in their life. This is supposed to be like the first of a series. I assume they're, there's going to be more. Yeah. It would be more. You could tell it was kind of like a jumping off point. Um, but for whatever reason, when they go and read the will, they go to the lawyer's office to read the will. Um, their mother divides and leaves leaves a special gift to to each of the three older daughters like i want you to have my bedroom bed and set like okay. dresser set i want you to take my wedding dress i i leave you my special dishes or whatever okay so yeah. she she gives them each something special um specific and then she also owns like rental properties and has some a few homes and she leaves them each their own specific yes rental like you get this you get this you get this and then the fourth one like she owns four and the fourth she leaves to the three older so again okay she leaves nothing to this younger daughter nothing wow and it's very surprising because this younger daughter has been the one who stayed close to home Mm -hmm. she's single she's an elementary school teacher she's basically taking care of the mother as she's been ill uh-huh. and she did not leave her anything. So it's very, so throughout this book, you're, they're trying to understand why their mother wouldn't leave her anything. Um, what is this? What's happening? There's what this got mean? to be something we don't understand. Yeah. yeah. And so you're, so as they're trying to uncover the reason and what's happening and, and how this feels uh-huh. and it, that. Yeah. Cause there younger, is nothing worse than dividing up assets. Yes. When someone passes away, like yeah. there is a lot of family hurt that happens there. There are feelings there yes. and, and she's clearly hurt and how they all have their own feelings about what they should do. Maybe we, it's her wishes. We should keep it the way it is, or this can't be right. We need to we contest need to re- it and make this right. Yeah. Um, or give her part of what we got. Yeah. So there's just some, lots of discussion that way. And they kind of jump back a little bit into like, remembering what it was like growing up and you know their father left abruptly when they were teenagers and so there's some conversation you know there's some storytelling there that's taking place and maybe trying to understand their mother and why she made these decisions it was fun it's it's certainly a women's lit book yeah and i love those kind i love a good easy read i love family dynamics and relationships and you're getting all of that in this book and i gave it three stars and it's house on the harbor um, okay by elizabeth bronke awesome good one okay my last one today is book lovers by emily henry Ooh, I have this on hold. This is, it's a long wait. This is a yeah. a much anticipated book. Um, a lot. I waited a long time for it. It has, um, it's Book Lovers by Emily Henry on um, Goodreads 4.42 stars. I gave it three stars. 
It is another just good beach read. Excellent story. I loved it. I loved it a little more than One Night on the Island. Okay. But they're kind of similar. So my brain kept kind of mixing up the characters. Oh. So when I give you the synopsis of it, don't read them back to back like I did. I'll just say that because they're both enjoyable for what they are. But they are both beach reads. They're both people visiting another area. and Well, like I love Emily Henry. Like she wrote People We Meet on Vacation, ah. Beach Read, like okay, a and Million I've read both Junes. of those. Yes. Okay. Like she's I didn't realize a fun that. author. Okay. Well, and this is a fun book. It okay. really is. It's I love the A, it's book lovers. This is about people who love books. Me, me, me. Hello. <laughs> I could I could totally relate to a lot of the things like they love a bookstore. The main character is Nora. And she, um, just real quick, she is a like cutthroat agent, a literary agent. So she has these authors and she's trying to get their books published. And she has these editors that she uses, um, that are going to help her, her customers, like her clients, I guess, get their books published. You know, so she is, she's got this really, um, this really loved author whose most recent book she is just a huge hit. She's trying to get an editor for it. And there's this great editor that she meets with at the beginning of the story. And he says, no. And she's like, what do you mean? No. Do you know how this author, like, how could you say no to it? And she's like sold this many copies of her last book and blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, well, her last book was set in this town. And if you've ever been to that town, it's nothing like what she wrote about. And, and she's like, what, why are you putting, but she has this many followers and sold this many copies. And you know, like, why are you getting hung up on that? And anyway, they just hate each other. Like the meeting went horrible and just, she just shocked that he wouldn't, pick up her number one client and anyone would be dying to pick her up. And anyway, so on the other hand, um, Nora has a sister, Libby, who is married. She's got a couple kids. She's pregnant. Um, Nora does not want to get married. She does not want children. She loves her job and is dedicated to it and kind of feels the protector of her little sister. And so, Little sister's going through some issues. Um, uh, little sister has some issues going on that Nora doesn't really know what it is, doesn't understand what's going on. But her sister comes to her and is like, we need a girl's trip. And her sister Libby loves, they both love books. They grew up over a bookstore um, in New York. And that was just a big part of their childhood was going and reading books and or helping organize the bookshop, the owners, you know, would let them come and hang out there. And that was their happy place. And so Libby loves this author that her sister is the agent for, and just adores this book and decides we need to go to this town and just do a book tour of this town, which is what we talk about all the time. Like we talked Seriously. about it in the last episode of going to um, Nantucket and going to Prince Edward Island. So this Ugh. is what they're doing. I love they're it. going to just have this sister's retreat just to get away from life and go to the town that this book took place in. And it just, it goes from there. Um, what Nora thinks her sister needs out of this trip and what 
Libby thinks her sister needs from this trip and what the real meaning and real reasons are um, once they get there and figure out what's going on. It's just, it's really cute. And this little town, it's just a sweet little town of just a small town. And they pride themselves. They love that this book was based in their town. And so they have all these little plaques and, but it's kind of a rundown town. It's really nothing. It's called something like Sunshine Village or something. And it's not really any place that you would think is what the book makes it out to be. Right. But it's a very sweet little town feeling. And um, I'm excited. It's great. It's really great. I loved it. I gave it three stars. Book lovers. And it just it talks about editing books and the process of that. I love that side of it. Like oh yeah, being the agent who gets your book published and the editors who work on it. And anyway, I love that side How of it. Fun, yeah. So I'm fun, looking fun. forward to it. Cool. Okay. Um, the last book I'm going to talk about today is Kaikei by Vaishnavi Patel. I hope good I job. said that correctly. Sounds good to me. Um, I'm impressed with all of the pronunciation of yes. that. Well, Kai-Kei? Kai-Kei. Okay. It's spelled K-I-K-A-I-K-E-Y-I. Okay. So if, in case you're trying to look it up. And it, I only yeah. know how to say it because I listened to the audiobook and it's the girl's name. That's her name. I was going to so ask like you, you what is the meaning her of that. Okay. name quite often. It's Kai-Kei. I've seen this on a lot of lists. Yes. Um, I've had it like wanting to read for a little while. Um, and, or I've been looking forward to reading it cause it did yeah. just come out like in April, but I put it on hold and, and didn't have to wait too long. Oh, good. So I, I loved it. So this is a different book. This is like, I was trying to describe to you earlier, like what genre I would put it in. And it is like a little bit fantastic, like a fantasy, fantastical, but not like in a weird sense. It's not like things aren't real. Like, um, it, but you, you said it really well, like mythological culture, like, you know, it's, I imagine like, it took place in history sometime right? um, where it was kind of, it has like a tribal feeling, except they have a lot of it's, there's lots of money. Like they have castles and you know, their lands are connected to other people and other um, Kings and a lot of wealth. Yes. So much. And I don't even think I will do it justice in giving it a description, but the story talks about, This young girl, it starts with her as a young girl. She is the only daughter of six and the daughter of a king. And as a child, her mother is sent away because really ultimately her dad is jealous. But we don't know this at the beginning. You just think he says that she did something very bad and she is gone and never coming back. She's left us and she will never return. And they are, it's very sad, but you don't talk about it. And she She's has to gone. step up into a mothering role. Okay. And from there, you get to watch the span of her life from as she grows into, you know, a, a woman. She is betrothed to another king in a different land, as you would, as they are, right? Yeah. And she, it's not of her choosing. And it's not something that she wants. And she's the third wife. And so she kind of finagles away that she becomes okay with it. She gets kind makes a deal. Like the third wife because the others before her her passed or there are or three unable wives. to bear a son. Okay. So there are more wives. There are more wives. 
which they need a son. Yes, they need a son. So they bring her in or they bring her in and she, you get to watch her experience as like a third wife Mm -hmm. as a wife as, and all of her relationships, right? Like she's a daughter, she's a sister, she's a wife. She becomes a mother. Um, they then as they grow older. So it is, this book is the entire span of her life. Okay. So it's, you're, you're getting a lot. And it's a journey. Yes. And where it is kind of fun and different is she learns how to, and this is very unique and special for her. Not many can do this and not many even know that it's possible, but she is able to see like visually her connections with other people in the form of like a cord, how it's connected to them. So like, let's say it's just someone that she's interacted with on the street. It's a very thin cord, but they are connected. There's a connection there. They've had an interaction. Yes. Okay. As contrasting to her husband, which is a very thick, deep cord that's wide and big and, and strong because she has a much stronger connection to him. And she has lots of cords connecting to her all over the place. And she finds that when she infuses these cords with her feelings, like maybe hope or, you know, her desires, her intentions, those feelings are felt through the cords and she's able to influence people huh. um, or like help them see her view easier. Right. Okay. So it's really fascinating. I love this so much because I do think that there's, we're all connected, right? And we Absolutely. do try to influence each other and, and we are influenced and by each other. Give someone your intent because sometimes- yes. We misinterpret yes. somebody's actions when really, if we knew the intent behind it, we would take things totally different. Am I understanding that absolutely, correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I love and that. And like, as you, I, I think I've kind of portrayed like women are not viewed as important. You are kind of a possession. You don't have a say. The men rule. Mm-hmm. Women aren't even, they're not allowed to fight. They're not allowed to work. They're not allowed to sell in the markets, like all the things. And she finds this so frustrating because women have, can do so much. And so she's able because of her influence with her husband to form a women's council. So they have her and the other wives, they go into the town and the women can bring their, you know, just like the men do to the king, mm-hmm. their grievances or their hardships the women can bring them to them and they're able to help the women and and encourage them and give them ideas. And then when they hear the grievances of the women, like I, my husband is unable to work. He is, you know, whatever, disabled or whatever might be stopping him from working. And now because of I am not allowed to work, right? Uh-huh. So they're able to come back and say, oh, this would be beneficial for our people if we would allow the women to work on this day of the week or come to the market on this day of the week. Anyway, she's so influential as a woman within her city. I know. So there's a lot of things that she does. And, you know, there's they pray to the gods and there's a lot of things that are involved there and her relationship with the gods. It's so relatable. I just, I, she has children. She doesn't want to influence her children. She wants that to be natural. So she swears to herself that she'll never enter that realm of the cords with her children. She doesn't want to influence them. them. She wants it to be very organic with her children. And so, and, and they, they're the way that that plays out. They Mm -hmm. aren't all, they're all very different and have their own set of, they only, their own course ahead of them. 
you could say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is, I loved this wow. book. It is different. Yeah. It is not one that I normally read. Occasionally, I will read a book like this, and sometimes I like them, but I wouldn't say I always love them, but mm-hmm. I love this book. I gave it five stars. That's amazing. I know. I love it's it when you hit a five star. book. Yeah. Like, I will preface it by saying, like, this was, this was an investment of time. Okay. But I loved it so much. I never felt like, when is this over? Like, it was just a wonderful story. I loved the character. I loved all the things she was doing. I was so intrigued. And yeah, it wasn't like even over too soon. It wasn't like, oh, dang it. I want it. No, it was so well done. It was so well done. It's called Kai Kei. Okay. And I loved it. Five stars. If you're looking for something different, maybe a little bit of like, go women. You will certainly find this Ooh, a here. a good feminist novel. Yes, in the most unexpected of books i don't know how else to describe it anyway i just loved it so much it was really really good anyway so that's my this is not my typical genre but you've made me kind of want to read it it's really not my typical i mean i definitely do occasionally read this kind of a book so it's not weird that i picked it up but i don't think i always love it this much yeah and i really did love this book sweet so that's my last book for today awesome great books yeah. So next week, book club. I know. I can't if believe it. If you haven't been reading yet, if you haven't started reading yet, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. We'll be talking about it next week. So you have so plenty excited. of time yes. to get on and read it. Or when you're done, the podcast will be there for you. So Absolutely. we're super excited for book club next week. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, share with your friends. All the things. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.